beautiful sisters. Welcome back to The Beautiful Messy Show. This is your host, Heather Baxter. On the show, you will walk away with a biblical truth that will empower you and address a challenge that seems to make life messy. So let's look at a beautiful truth together today. Well, hello, beautiful sisters, and welcome back to another episode on The Beautiful Messy Show. We are in season two here, uh, and we are studying the topic of love, unveiling love. And so today in episode two, we are going to jump right into Galatians 5, 22 through 23, because that is what we're studying in our workbook. If you are new to the podcast, the podcast bridges over into HB Women's Ministry, and every single month or seasonally, we do a Bible study, which we receive a Bible study workbook journal, and we go through those pages, and we do a little bit of reading every single day. We try to behold something so that we can become what God's created us to be, amen, so that we can become the beautiful in the messy situations. And we are in day nine, I believe, here in Unveiling Love, and we are looking at Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So if you have your Bibles or if you have the uh, U app, version app on your phone, if you want to open up to Galatians 5, 22 through 23, I'm going to start with reading that with you, and then we're just going to kind of have a little, you know little moment of discussing and talking about what this really means. It's very visual. So I think we're going to have fun today. So let's go ahead and start off. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Wow, really good verse for today. And what I want to do is just kind of talk a little bit about what Paul was writing about. Why why the fruit of the spirit? Why did he use that analogy? And he gave us nine attributes of a godly life. Nine attributes. Now, I don't know about you, but when I look at my life, which is our life wheel, so if you have the Dream and Explore in 2024 workbook, you know that we have this life wheel, and this life wheel includes areas of our life like our career, our relationships, our marriage, our children, our personal life. Again, all of that is included, spiritual, physical, mental. This is in our life wheel. And as we're walking through life, we sometimes hit some messy areas. And it's really hard to live out some of these fruits that God is calling us to walk in. Amen. But yet we have also been learning of God's unfailing love and how God came to save us, but also help us live within him live within him so that we could be genuine in the circumstances that we struggle with. Amen. And so here God's saying, I'm I'm sorry, here Paul is saying, you know, there's nine attributes of a godly life. And if you are living in the spirit, 
you should be walking in the spirit. Well, there's days I'm not walking in the spirit in my marriage. And there may be days that I'm not walking in the spirit as a parent. As a matter of fact, I am, I've got some sour fruit going on. I've got some really diseased fruit. So one thing that helps me when I'm really struggling in these messy parts of my life is just to know that I am growing and to extend myself grace because I think about where I started way back before Christ. And after I began walking with Christ and learning how to walk in the spirit and live in the spirit, I have learned that the spirit of Christ has been surfacing and maturing in my life. And one thing that I want to just say today, when we think about, you know, walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh and really struggling maybe in the marriage and struggling maybe with children or struggling with, you know, your own appetites and desires, I want you to know that God has never left you. He is always there and he is not wanting you to struggle with a certain fruit. Amen. He is here to mature us on this side of heaven. But the only way that we can mature and have healthy fruit and not be the tree that does not bear fruit and needs to be cut down because our marriages can be cut down. Our relationships can be cut down. Our physical and spiritual life be, can be cut away and destroyed by diseased fruit. And the fruit is produced by truly surrendering our lives to God. And in the Unveiling Love Bible study, we have been learning in every single study so far, every verse, every single day, is that it's Christ living inside of us. And the big I... The big I is crucified. It's crucified. It's buried. And that every day we have an opportunity to wake up, examine ourselves, examine the word of God, and ask God to help us live genuinely and live in a steadfast way so that our Christian character will mature. I was thinking too that when my kids were going to school, they were in a Christian school, it was probably around sixth grade, every single month they would give out Christian character awards. And the students, their friends and the people in the classroom would vote for that student. And whatever student was able to represent a fruit of the spirit, they were given that award. And several times it was interesting because several times when the award was given, so many students witnessed and were influenced by the same fruit in the individual. And I just thought that that was like amazing. So when you are put in a situation and you are living out your Christian life, you are a reflection of the character of Christ. And God is saying, when we look at all of these, these uh, attributes, like love and joy and peace and goodness and kindness, and if, you know, the child was given a, a, an award for, a, you know, having the best character in kindness, they were to explain what kindness looked like to them. And if you look at the attributes 
what happens is the more that we are brought up in that environment, the more that we are taught, the more that we demonstrate God's love to others, while yet they are still sinners and we are still sinners, remember Christ died for us. And all he wants to do is get inside and do a work in us. And in this entire season, we are learning that God's love is pure. It's selfless. It's self-sacrificing. It's always looking for, you know, the best in others, not looking for, you know, creating another enemy. And so when we are in these situations, I'm like, man, if somebody was supposed to give me a Christian character award, what would it be? If my husband was supposed to, uh, you know, say, this is something that I see in your life that really blesses me. What would that be? Would it be joy? Would it be peace? I can sit and if I was to look at each one of these words, which it is kind of a neat thing to do if you have a minute, I could sit right now and tell you the people in my life that demonstrate joy, the people in my life that really have taught me peace. And when I think of peace, I think of peace where someone is going through like an unshakable intercom, like they're, they're, this is just very turbulent. This is not a peaceful ride. This is not fair. But yet there's this peace that you know, because you know they have a relationship with God. There's this peace that comes from the spirit living within them. And they show this. It's reflected in them. And it's beyond, really, when I think about this, it is beyond human understanding. And this only comes from the Lord. There's a verse that I wrote down and I share this verse often. I share this verse often when I'm doing coaching calls or even with my kids. And it's in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, very popular verse, but it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And when we are guarded our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, there is a peace. But what is happening here when we're going through a messy situation? What do we see in this verse? What I see is an exchange. And we have been talking about this word exchange in the unveiling Bible study, because in order to experience God, we've got to exchange the lusts of our flesh, the emotions that come with our flesh. And we've got to lay that down. We've got to nail it to the cross. And we've got to ask God for his peace to work within us. And that is something we've got to do every single day. And that's how you're going to experience peace. Another one that I was thinking about as we've been studying unveiling love, one that's really been tough for me is the word uh, long-suffering. And that is also a fruit of the Spirit. And that means long-suffering, 
tormented a long time. When you're waiting for something or you're dreaming about something and it feels like it's never ending and your patience is coming to the very end, but you need to be long suffering. You need to bear with one another in love. This, my sisters, is hard. But the Holy Spirit, Christ living in you, has a never-ending supply of patience. And I know somebody right now, I can see them in my mind that exhibits the character of Christ at all times in a situation where, I mean, it's not hard, but it may be annoying. Some of the things are annoying, but yet they have so much patience. And when they do run thin on their supply, I know because I watch them where they go to get filled up. And that is key. Where they go if they're struggling with a piece of fruit. Where do you go? And I love that because there are going to be times where it's not easy to walk in the spirit. It's not easy to show kindness when somebody has really treated you unfairly. How, if you've been treated disrespectfully or unfairly, how does this fruit of love just flow through our life? Oh, we're just so gentleness and we're good. It's just natural. It's not natural in the flesh. It's natural in the supernatural because it's Christ who's giving it to you. It's Christ who is flowing through you. And when we get up every single day and we surrender by studying God's, you know, moral will, which is the word of God, it's truth. It's the beautiful truth that empowers us and motivates us to do good things for others in spite of the ungodliness. Then we walk away and we think, hmm, today, regardless of how I am treating treating others or how people are treating me, it's all revolving around an opportunity. Every time I treat or address a situation, make a choice or decision, raise my voice, it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to do good to people. That is what we're called to. That is what we're called to. And when we look at this world today, we don't, I don't, when I mean, watch the news. Do you um, turn on the news in the morning and see so many trustworthy situations and people that are just loyal to their businesses and their neighbors and everybody is just dependable and, oh, the fruit is just all over the place. No, that is not what life looks like today. Honestly, we have a lot of unwavering in faithfulness. And God is saying, you know what? If I've called you and I am living in you, I need to live through you and I need you to persevere under the trial in the world, under the trial in your marriage, under the trial because when you stand this test, you are also helping the other person pass the test so that they can come and understand the promise and the love that I have 
for them, that was exposed through you. Wow. Unveiling love. Unveiling love. So sweet. And so when I approach my Bible study time in the morning and I open up my workbook and I set aside, you know, 30 minutes to just spend with God. And then when I go on my walk or I do my stretches in my workout and I just have that silent time, I just wait for God, you know, to answer me. And, and whatever he says or whatever that moment is, whatever scripture teaches me, it really fills me with the power to walk in such a way. And sometimes at three o'clock in the afternoon or six, I'm not sure what kind of moment I'm going to walk into, but I know that the manner of my response is going to reflect what my time was with Jesus. So for example, I am able to discern a moment if it's a little chaotic and you know words are going left and right, I'm able to discern a moment when God's saying, hey, this is a time for a gentle word. Stop with the tongue, stop. This is a time for a gentle word because you know what? A gentle word turns away wrath. So please use the fruit of the, uh, the spirit today, Heather, and have a little gentleness and have a little self control. And the only way to have self-control is God's love flowing through us, walking in the spirit. And that is when we can crucify our sin nature. Because honestly, every single human has, has, the, uh, has a negative impulse. We all have negative qualities and every single day we want to overcome them. And it's a constant tug of war. But we have to know that through the Unveiling Love Bible study, we as Christians walking and living in the power of God's Holy Spirit, we can identify and overcome these messy areas. Amen? And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for God's love and his grace because today we live in an ungodly, worldly world full of passions and no self-control. No self-control. And God's saying, can I use you, just you in this situation, to walk this up in an upright manner, to just show a little bit of my love? And God has really called us to responsibility every single day. And he's called us to develop this fruit inside of us because he loves us so much that he sent his son. And it is in the Holy Spirit alone through God's grace that's going to develop the fruit of the spirit in us. Amen. So when the spirit comes inside, lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit, and it takes up this permanent resident, you know, it gets all cozy inside of you. What it's doing is just kind of cleaning house. It's organizing some stuff because once the spirit gets in there, he transforms, he molds your marriage. He molds you to help you mold your children. And it's really fun to watch. When I accepted Christ, I watched God begin to mold and transform my life that I can tell you right now, the day after I accepted Christ, I don't know, something miraculously happened. I could feel 
the transformation. I could feel the cultivating of fruit. I could heal, feel the cutting back of dead branches. I felt the passion and, and the deep desire to keep in step with the spirit. And if you were to ask any of my relatives or those closest to me, they would know that God was doing something in my life. They would see a growing change and they did see a growing change. And that just didn't end. And God just doesn't open up all the drawers and say, okay, we're going to work up on, we're going to check up on every fruit of the spirit and we're going to get them all in order. Absolutely not. We day by day, when we enter into our reading, we discover the spirit's leading. And if you decide not to be in close relationship with God, you decide you don't have time to spend with God to, you know, open up the word for a little bit, then the fruit of the spirit is not going to be shared in your life. You are going to be walking and fulfilling the flesh. And that's really scary. It really is because you will begin to see things fall apart. You will begin to not sense a brighter future. When the Holy Spirit works inside of you, the Holy Spirit produces a hope and a power inside of you where you begin to see other people above yourself. You begin to see ways to meet your needs for your husband, to meet your needs for your children. And I loved that because BC, it was all about me. It was all about me. And if I would have continued walking in the desires of my flesh, there would have been so much decay on my tree that I can tell you every branch would have been pruned back. And I know God says, you know what, until I come back, you can get up and try again. You can get up and try again. But when I think about the time that I fully surrendered, I'm so thankful for all the new fresh branches and the fruit that is surrounded on that branch. And I think of that branch as like a situation, whether it be my physical life, my mental life, my marriage, again, whatever area, my career, I think of all the fruits that God has blessed me with and taught me. Self-control, that's a big one. Goodness, faithfulness. God has been so faithful. So faithful at meeting our needs. And that is also because I think God says, wait a minute, I have seen you surrender. I have seen you demonstrate a consistent walk in the spirit. And do you know God blesses that? Yes, he does. That is why I can look at my marriage 23 years ago and I can see a tree that was ready to fall over fall right over sisters. And now I can look at a tree that is so healthy. It is so full of fruit. It is so full of God's love. And I am so 
thankful for that. Now, that does not mean that my husband and I don't have issues. Of course we do. We, you know, we're sinners. We live in the flesh. It's up to us every day to find the opposite of the fruit we want to exhibit. Amen. So if I'm feeling a little bit snarky, my husband's not afraid to say, well, that was a little bit of a snarky reaction. And a snarky reaction to me is the work of the flesh. And just through maturing in my Christian life and surrendering and learning what the spirit is doing, I just kind of lay that down. I'll nail it down on the cross at night and I'll say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. I was selfish here or I had a fit of rage here. Whatever. Nail it down and ask God to work. Ask for the Holy Spirit to work in you. Amen? That's it. Live in the Spirit and you will walk in the Spirit. And God's love is so huge that he's going to provide and produce the kind of fruit that you need. Isn't that awesome? But it's up to us to belong to Christ. It's up to us to surrender. That is the only way that you are going to be empowered. Dear beautiful sisters, I pray today that you were able to cling to some sort of truth. Maybe it was a statement that I shared. I pray that it empowered you and that if there is an area of your life that's a little messy, I pray that you see the beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Do not forget, you can head over to heatherbaxter.com. You can grab an Unfailing Love workbook or just subscribe to the newsletter also so that you are in the, you know, the know of everything that's going to be coming for our spring studies. I love you, beautiful sisters, and have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Life is a winding road. No telling where it goes Driving through days and nights Won't stop for traffic lights And I I really wanna know, really wanna know If I Let figure out where the road goes Even if I'm falling I will keep on searching for my highs You can say I lost my mind I will keep on holding my head high Even if the sky is falling down